Welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Fitz, and this ombre over here is... My name is Sean. Today we're talking about ADHD, and I'm I'm really strong with the ADHD one here. And I'm gonna mention a couple things then, what I'm doing, because like I do a lot of things. I do mm-hmm. like lens stands, okay. I do videography, and yeah, I dabble in a lot of things. But you have like your ship like really tightly in order. But another thing that we're mm-hmm. talking about, um, yeah. But yeah, well, cool. Well, yeah, and I, I guess um, yeah. So we had a couple uh, topics we had in mind before this podcast. So um, yeah, so I think uh, we're, we're gonna kind of kick it off here with the small things right like yeah. how you know so so uh, i know i definitely know in my world that i i get caught in this place where i'm i'm i, I get caught in these kind of prod productivity t- type of schedules of like how do i do things right i get a project yeah. and i do i do all these things and then you know that's fine when everyone's happy right and the project's going right and everyone's happy but when things aren't going well or it could go better then your your brain goes right to like i need to change things need to change things need to get better and you know i think we've both seen people that kind of take too extreme of a change then right they're like oh a, a client's unhappy i need to change career paths or someone's not you know something's not clicking yeah. here so i'm going to throw out everything or i'm going to buy five thousand dollars worth of gear that's going to that's going to solve everything <laughs> you know so uh so so one thing i guess we wanted to talk about today was that you know the small changes can really make a big reward and and i guess so when we say small changes i guess what what do you think in your head when you think of a small change that you can make that could make a big impact so first off like having enough sleep so that you're like more relaxed more energized for the day that would be like a small change that you could do that affects everything mm-hmm. for example but today we want to talk a little bit about like um, multiple small things that you can implement in your business and it can be mm-hmm. um literally just like setting up an email list or email campaign or it could be like affiliate program because like mm-hmm. all those little things can change over time everything because like having now like let's say you, you're changing and switching up everything first off you have new problems things are not working out because like now we changed everything now everything is not working right because mm-hmm. you have to optimize and after you have optimized you can implement little things that become like very effective for mm-hmm. example like that email list let's talk about that for example because you do that or uh yeah in terms of having my own email list yeah, I, I do that. Um, you know, I think um, that was a small change at the time. I mean, it's probably a good a good example of like a, a change that seemed small, but it actually was too much for me. So, right. So, huh. so when I first like, you know, started my email list, I was like, well, I need a marketing arm, right? And for me, I'll be honest with everyone out there. I don't have great digital marketing. I, I've said it past, past time again. Go to Sean Craig Creative on Instagram. Please add me. It would be great to break 200 followers someday. It would be, <laughs> I would have a party. There'd be crystal. It'd be amazing. But, um, you know, so I'm not very popular, right? So, so, so I was like, okay, well, I do email marketing for clients. I see that that works. I have clients that literally, they didn't believe in email marketing and yeah. I, I got them on the hook. I said, it's going to be cheap. Like, hey, let's just do some, let's just do some experimentation, right? Let's see what the numbers are. And, and now email marketing just sells them out immediately. They put out a new product. We send out an email within an hour, all sold out. Yeah. So it's like this kind of magic equation now. So I was like, okay, well, I'll make this change. It's just a small change, right? But um, the small change got too out of hand, which can sometimes happen to me. And I, I think it can happen with a lot of creatives, right? We look at something and we're like, hey, I'll just start this new thing, right? It's not going to be that big a deal, right? Fast forward four hours later because we're creative and we want it to be awesome and new and original and it's too much, right? And so for me with my email list, I... I built it and then I just haven't really touched it. And that's something that I think a lot of creatives do that's wrong and I do that's wrong is that, 
you get this big like, okay, I'm going to change things. I'm going to do stuff. But then you fast forward and you just don't keep that consistency, right? It almost becomes too big. And something that I think I do wrong is I make things too big, right? Like it's instead of like it being that small change that we're talking about, like it's just an email list. And I could be putting out like a very simple piece of content. Every, it didn't wouldn't have to take too much time. It could be written by AI even and put it out every month, but but I don't. And so it's like in my own head now, that small little thing has yeah. become too big for me to kind of sustain. Now, I still have the email list. So if any of you want to sign up, go to SeanCraigCreative.com, sign up for the email list. But, you know. So now I have to interrupt you, though. So first off, I thought like making that small thing is a positive thing. So is that um, small thing so sometimes a bad thing? Because like in my head, you know, let's say I implemented Amazon affiliate, you know, and I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I made a small change and it didn't require any more action afterwards, you know, but this thing is still running. The website is still up. The blog post is still up. The video is still up Mm -hmm. and it's generating me money, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like passive. And I'm like, I did one piece of work. It didn't basically requires me to do more work but it's just like a small link i have to implement and obviously mentioned that i hey it's affiliate but it has a huge effect of like my bottom line because like oh made small change now it's reoccurring so how did so why what yeah i thought like why is it a negative thing now for you well it's not negative right it's not negative it's um it's um so you know i uh, so so in your case right the affiliate marketing is really cool because it's like it's kind of out of your hands right you don't yeah. have to do a lot it's just a link or it says you know it kind of does a little bit in terms of how you use you you use some tools right so like let's say you have an affiliate um kind of level thing with with one creative tool but yet there's another creative tool that's better that isn't an affiliate type Ooh. of thing it may push you to use the worst tool so so you know that's maybe the worst thing about affiliate marketing but other than that it's pretty hands-off and that's what's nice it's a very easy small change that you can really implement and then just kind of forget about to a degree and just keep putting it in your flow maybe um but you know it's a very easy to add in right it's just a link or it's just a thing it's just a it's just yeah. a discount code so it takes very little time um the email email marketing same thing but for me you know, it, it just got a little too big in my head. So it's like, but if I would have kept it as a small thing, if I would have kept it at this thing of like, yeah. you know, actually map it out too. I think that's the thing too, is like, we think of these small changes, but we don't think about the life of that small change. We don't, we, we think of it like today, like I'm going to make this change today, but we don't think about like in three yeah. months, how, what does that look like? Does that mean I'm posting something in that newsletter once a month? Like what, what does that, what does that mean? Um, And I think that was the problem there is I hadn't defined that. I just thought, oh, I'll make the change here. And I didn't really know what that actually meant. Yeah, what that entails. Sometimes it's like you do like a little thing and you're like, ah, a blog post a day is easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you write a blog post a day and Mm -hmm. it takes you 30 minutes or an hour and you're just like, oh, now I need images as well. And now it's like uh, one hour and 30, if not two hours. And Mm -hmm it adds on and then like oh wait a minute i also need to make now like the the seo of the page you know like everything has like a rat tail but in this episode i kind of want to talk more about little things like actually things that will change the outcome of your daily routine if you just implement a little bit are there like Mm -hmm. things in your world where you're like okay what would change um the outcome of like your your work that don't require a lot of work um, yeah, so so one thing um, that I've started to do that I talked about in the last podcast was starting to be better at just emailing people back immediately. Um, oh. And and that some people would argue that's not necessarily a small change, but I think it is where 
you know, so let's say you get it's sent, a small rule. You, you get sent by a client's, um, you get sent a big long email, right? Before I see this long email, especially if it's a lot of feedback and you see that a lot of it's going against what you want. Yeah. My first, my first inclination when I get that email is to get annoyed and be like, you know what? I'm doing something else. I don't even want to deal with this right now. And I'm not even going to get to it today anyway. So I'm not even going to answer them because now they made me kind of mad and I'm, I just don't even want to. Where now, like the small change I'm making is like, no, send them the quick email. It says, thank you. I'll get to this by this time tomorrow or something. Like, even if you're not going to get to it today, just be like, thank you for sending it. I totally got it. Just even saying that simple thing of like, thanks for sending yeah. it. I'll get to it is is way better than saying nothing than just being like, Ooh, gotcha. That, that is powerful because like, I also think like, let's say you, you're basically you may the, the rat tail of the action or the new thing can be sometimes really long because that email could be a long email but mm-hmm. i think it's also leading into a thing where it's like okay you got to have rules and simple rules mm-hmm. are easy to follow and have a big impact like you said like mm-hmm. i i just write an email and it's a simple rule and i don't you know respond to whatever the email said mm-hmm. but i acknowledge that i got it and that's all i do right right and i think like some of these small things that we do are to save time later you know um uh, you know so for me like so, so to kind of build on that right so i'm trying to get to this place of like the next small thing and that that I, i'm trying to do is so you write that email um if you are going to get to it tomorrow like so let's say you get again i got a lot of edits there's no way i'm going to get to it today i write an email says okay cool i got your email i'll get to it but then immediately right after that then i i'm immediately scheduling it in my calendar like that second i'm being like i'm just and it's it's simple thing yet again like don't let the big don't let the rat tail get too big in that scheduling just put a block of time that says boom this project and you just schedule it so it's scheduled out you've already told them you're handling it and and i'm starting to get better at that and i've already noticed that people love that when you tell a client hey i'll get to it by this time tomorrow and then and you actually do people love that because then yeah. they can trust you now they don't feel like they have to keep track of you there's another thing that you just said that is very powerful and it's a little thing it's an absolute little thing but it will save you money like in the thousands sometimes setting alarm for a subscription that is renewing you know using mm-hmm. that calendar because like you said like you're setting alarm in the calendar mm-hmm. you can use that for everything and if you are about mm-hmm. to let's say pay for a subscription it's just like okay immediately pull up the calendar immediately and just 100%. like set that reminder because like you you told me 100%. like yeah set a reminder for your LLC to renew and do mm-hmm. everything and file your taxes on time this is just a alarm in your calendar and that's what it should be and I'm like mm-hmm. Wow, you know this yeah. alone can save you a lot of money. Oh yeah, and just and brain power, right? Because that's the big thing, right? If we have all this crap in our head that we're like, oh yeah, remember to redo your LLC, remember to get back to that one lady that emailed you three days ago, remember to do that. You're not, you're just not going to remember it. And yeah. then that's the worst feeling is when you start to realize you're letting stuff fall. Oh, I forgot to email her back. Like I said, oh crap, my LLC expired last month because I didn't do that correctly. And so it's um, yeah. So for everyone out there, power tip is use something like iCalendar or something where you can create a repeatable thing and then so if you have like a membership let's say that renews once a year then yeah have it repeat once a year and then even have it repeat a day or two early so if you're like oh crap i don't use this tool anymore you're getting an alert two days before it renews so you can you can delete it i've i've kind of become a master of that of deleting subscriptions right before (laughs) they renew yeah Um, sneaky sneaky I, i think like that is like like we said um a small thing that you can implement and like for 
for example, like going back to the affiliate marketing, um, that is also very powerful because like you sign up with the program and then you post the link on your work or on mm-hmm. your po- or blog post or whatever it is, and it's there. You don't have to do anything. And it will maybe accumulate like a lot of money and mm-hmm. views over time. Yeah. And it doesn't require like a lot of headspace, but you also should check in on it and see, did mm-hmm. I actually got approved for Amazon affiliate or Walmart or Best Buy or whatever it is? Because mm-hmm. every big company has an affiliate program usually. And if you fit the criteria of having enough unique followers or unique traffic, mm-hmm. they usually will approve you. And I think like that is like a small change that can um, impact your work a lot. But also, like on YouTube, for example, there's like an overlay feature where you can um, implement links that goes off off site, basically. Like, let's say you have a YouTube video, mm-hmm. put like a little um, overlay on there. Like, um, I forgot what, uh, it's like kind of like a pop up thing. You can click on a different link and then you go off the website. And that could be a store, it could be affiliate program, it could be anything. Yeah, 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 and um, yeah, we've never rolled out on our own videos for some reason. I don't know, but we uh, we could do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is the little things. It really is the little things. You know, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, we should do that. I'm like, knowing and doing are two pairs of shoes, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but small implementations, right? I think um, that's something that we've talked about in this podcast that we did early on, and I think we're going to try to get back to is kind of this like this like you know incremental changes, incrementally getting better right i think yeah. that's that's a it's a good way to always think things you know through i one thing that we still do that that it isn't on this podcast is that you know we after the podcast is done filming we do always kind of review where the heck we are right now yeah. like we're, what, what's the podcast doing how well is it doing yeah um but admittedly sometimes those talks get to a point where we're both just like shaking our heads and we're just like we're overwhelmed i don't know how to do these changes this is too much like we yeah. can't do this um so you know i think but yeah yet again it's a small things a small little changes you know and i you know for uh, for me i think it also is outside of that it's 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 also in the how do you wake up are you drinking water drink a glass of water in the morning drink a glass of water in the afternoon stuff like you know? that has an impact yeah but, but you know and so it takes about 30 days to make a habit right so it's so it's like you have to really do something consistently for 30 days straight and then it starts to really become that habit and um but yeah the way to do that's one thing at a time one small thing at a time yeah and that can be hard especially if you feel like there's a lot of changes that need to happen really quickly yeah, everybody says, like, especially in business, is like, how do you eat an elephant? And it's like, mm-hmm. bite by bite or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I probably butchered that. Yeah. But it's like, you break everything down into little things, and you just do little things. Mm-hmm. And after it becomes a habit, it's like self-propellant. And you don't have to think about it, you just do. Yeah. And I think that is also, like, um, very powerful, because, like, yes, we forget sometimes to do the things that we want to do. And yes, we should have implemented those links and those stuff you know but that goes back to the adhd <laughs> yeah so let's get into adhd for a second yeah. so um so yeah so so for anyone that's kind of new to this podcast i think like out of the two of us i think you've taken the kind of the role of the adhd but i i would say in some circles i have adhd some people would say that i'm the adhd person yeah um a lot of creatives out there right i think we all kind of, a lot of creatives have at least a little bit of adhd i would say um, just because that's just kind of the, I, that's how creativity works. That's how you have weird ideas is you just go, boo, boo, boo. You're shooting in all different directions, yeah. connecting things that didn't exist, but now they are connected. And so ADHD can kind of be a friend in some cases in a creativity level because you're, you're able to like pivot and do things quickly. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, speak to ADHD and how it can <sighs> be kind of harmful for a creative. Oh, harmful. Oh yeah. So 
there's like a couple things that are like necessarily to be successful in business or with anything in life and it's like mm -hmm. being like first off have the mindset that you can do it you know mm -hmm. and then you actually have to do the actions that you need to do but all that doesn't really matter if you don't have the consistency and adhd is you do a lot of actions you really believe you can do it but do you have the consistency because like you get like really fired up like affiliate marketing I, I, I do this and i do that and I, let's start a blog post let's start a youtube channel let's start this and let's start that you know mm -hmm. and that is like one of the things that is the drawback you know mm -hmm. and for people with adhd it's very powerful to implement little things that have an impact that don't require extra work that's why i was like oh yeah you started a youtube channel and a blog post and now you're starting an affiliate marketing just put a link there and then forget about it and now you have money coming in every month mm -hmm. that is powerful but also the downside is like how do you build momentum if you're not consistent you know and that's where it's like a little change that can have a big impact going back to what mm -hmm. we talked about is like having a routine with somebody who's very on point <laughs> what is aka you <laughs> hey there i am get someone like me um yeah uh yeah i mean yeah it's yeah, because it's exciting, right? I guess that's why you, it, yeah. it's interesting. It's like it's almost like these dopamine releases you get when you're like, oh yeah, we'll do this. Oh yeah, we'll do this. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of seen you in that mode, and it's really funny. I mean, like where you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Oh, we'll do that. Yeah, that's a baller <laughs> idea. We're doing that now. Renaissance fair. Let's do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Everything, every, you know, and it's good. There's, there's, it's good because you've always had this kind of blind positivity to things, which yeah. is good. You know, that can definitely be good. Where a lot of people can be very nervous of new things and trying new things, and so I think there, there is that where like half the population definitely can be too scared to start new things but then yeah the adhd people maybe they're while they're not they're it's good that they're not scared they're not really thinking it through before they jump into it they're just yeah. jumping into it as quickly yeah. as they can on that note though jumping into it is like kind of the thing that you need to do you know it's like you cannot be like oh i'm 100 percent sure that that will work because like right. you, you said like you're like a um um a realist versus like mm -hmm. uh, you know being a pessimist or optimist where me as adhd person i'm like there's only you do it or you don't you know and it's like mm -hmm. and if you if you don't try it you don't know if it will work out and that could be like let's say let's try if i can do make art you know and it, as long as you try and it's like maybe it sticks with you but you have to try right. first and it cannot be like i'm a realist now and what are the chances of me actually doing this and succeeding mm -hmm. obviously zero but you know if you do it then it becomes above zero it becomes like one oh now you do it twice or three times now we're at like a five percent chance now you're doing it 20 30 times and it's like the chances are going higher but it's still not a hundred you know yeah yeah well and i think the biggest thing there is is the reviewing ideas right i think if like you're someone out there that you you you, you struggle you don't struggle with coming up with new ideas but you struggle with with focusing on what's the right idea is is you know all i would say is like just take add a new step in the process then right of like if you're like let's say you're 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 creative and you're trying to find new ways to market yourself and you've got that kind of add like oh i'll quickly think of things i'll quickly do things yeah. um get a piece of paper and write them down first right you don't have to jump into something you can you can get everything on a list use that add superpower put on a, a put on a timer for 10 minutes and be like how many good ideas can i come up with in 10 minutes go yeah and and really release that add let it fucking work for you like put in that fuel into the engine boom, boom, here, boom, boom, here. boom 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 and then choose one then yeah. take the second deposit maybe even sleep take one whole dang day come back 
see all the dumb ideas but then find the gold nugget and then spend time yeah on that note i'm just like you know how you can fuel this superpower coffee jesus you will go off the rails and obviously it's not a good combination if you're all jacked Mm -hmm. up on like adhd and coffee but the random results that you will get they are magnificent you know but Mm -hmm. i I think like that can be really good but also very harmful because like there's things that you can do to amplify um your results but also like the downsides will be amplified too well, yeah, I think you bring up a good point. You know, I, th- I think a lot of people, we, we associate things like coffee with getting a lot done because we have, right? There's been that, we all have that memory in our head of that one time we did coffee and we just, we just like destroyed the world. We were amazing. We, yeah. just, we got everything done. And, and I think I do this a lot too, where I'm just like, if I just insert more coffee, more productivity will come out. If I just put more coffee in, more productivity will come out. But you know, then we, then you crash later in the day or, or you get that ADD hard where you're just like, oh, oh yeah, oh, I'm doing stuff. Your eyes are just vibrating out of your head and so it's like it's it's i haven't got here but i in a perfect world there's a place where you don't drink coffee till noon that you like you're you're you get your you get your health up so good through natural factors right so you get up you get out of bed you get moving you drink a cup of water right out of the get-go you do some yoga or workout then you put on your shoes you go walk around the block and get that morning sun in your retinas in the morning and get that circadian rhythm going you know you can start doing that stuff i haven't done this um but a lot of us we don't we 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 kind of take that shortcut we're just like well i'll just get a lot of coffee I'll sit down in front of the computer get jacked as as much as possible and you know and over the years that coffee has less and less of a of an effect either that's positive yeah. so it's like now i drink coffee just to wake up it doesn't it's get kind of like a placebo effect nowadays mm-hmm. i'm just like does the coffee even do anything for me besides like fixing my addiction <laughs> but i'm like on the one side mm-hmm. you know there's many more sins you could commit and this is like a little one so coffee mm-hmm. is fine but you're right with that it will not change anything or everything yeah so but yeah implementing those little things like a cup in the morning <laughs> yeah so it's like it's like small changes right and it, and it's hard because sometimes it gets harder before it gets better right like if you need to work out that first workout's terrible you're like god i feel like crap it's like yeah. You don't see the results immediately. So it's like stuff like that. That's the thing about the small things is you may not see the results immediately <laughs> and the results may be very subtle. It may take five to 10 small things for you to actually even see results. And I think that's the hard thing too, right? So let's say you implement that. You don't drink your coffee now until noon. It may take weeks and you're sitting there struggling through it. Like, it's not like the productivity has gotten better. It's not like <laughs> the clients are any happier. And so you may be like, it may push you to go back. But like, like I said, just get to the 30 day mark and then decide then you're yeah. like you know what maybe coffee isn't a big deal and you know what i'm not crashing as much in the afternoon and true so so yeah so you know the AD, add part is is difficult right because i think we all kind of have it i think it's like you know it's 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 foolish for us to say there's just these people that have it and these people that don't yeah i think we all kind of have this mixed bag and i, I definitely know that i have add too sometimes so, so yeah. you're not alone yeah so first off like I, I think like you know those character stats from like the video game you know that one has the strength then this one has this and mm-hmm. intelligence and you know and then you draw the connection on what level are you are you a level 10 strength you know mm-hmm. but you're like and there there's all those like um attributes you know mm-hmm. and we all are on a spectrum it's either like oh he's maybe less smart but mm-hmm. he has more strength or yeah is like more adhd you know and like i feel like in life 
you can be very successful even though you are like let's say not the most intelligent or the most pretty as long as you max out your strength you know and it, as mm -hmm. soon as you max out your strength you get different results you know and different use cases where you become more effective and you yeah. just have to play by the rules of like oh now i'm using my strength to my advantage you know mm -hmm. if i'm a mouse and i'm sneaky you're fine but if you're a mouse and you feel like hey, i'm strong and i'll fight cats well that ain't working <laughs> yeah well it's, well yeah, that's a good point though you know like you definitely um should always lean in your strengths and identify those because you do have them i think that's yeah. that's something that's important for everyone out there to know that if you don't feel like you have strengths like you do you just haven't found them you don't know them and half the time you have to ask someone else you know ask yeah. ask a mentor or someone who, who do you think my strengths are and and sometimes they'll tell you stuff that surprises you that you're like sometimes the things that you think are the weakness are actually is actually the strength so that's a big one because like i don't know if you have that here in the u.s but when when i was a kiddo and i was in school and you're like write down your strength and mm -hmm. i'm like i did not know what my strength are i felt like i'm not good at anything you know mm -hmm. and it's like now everybody's like telling me fitz you're so social you're like oh you make me talk yada 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 mm -hmm. like i had a guest and she's like raving about me and i'm like what you mm -hmm. know i'm just like you need to have somebody else identify your strengths and you need to know mm -hmm. can i trust this person can i not trust this person you know yeah. what are the incentives you know and it's like you will see a pattern over time and you cannot know as a beginner or as a kid like where you're good at and where you like slacking yeah and i and to add on to that i would say identify the things that do bring you to a depressed place right if you do feel like there's this thing you're not doing well or that you're not good enough um try to sit in that enough to identify well what is it is it what yeah. you're wearing is it how you look is it how you speak is yeah. it how people interact with you and if you start to do that, um, you can really start to, to lay out a good path forward, right? I mean, so for us as creatives, we have to do that all the time with clients, right? Where we come in and we have to identify their problems. So it's like, you know, turn that lens on yourself. You know, can you identify what needs to be done? You know, can you identify... Um, is it more focus? Is it is it anything? You know, so yeah. But you but you do but you do do something right. I think that's the biggest takeaway is that there's something you do right. But like you said, you didn't know. You thought you had no strengths. You, yeah. You, yeah. No. And I and I feel like a lot of people are like that. I feel like a lot of people don't f know their strengths, especially as a teenager. If you're a teenager, you're like trying to figure everything out. You know, it's mm -hmm. like oh, I don't like my hair. I don't like this. I don't like that. You know, and then you get yeah. caught up in the circle that is not positive. You know. Yeah. And that that is like a really hard thing to break. You know, you break this by like like for me big game changing moment was like okay i got my first job and i now i know how to do that job and then you're like mm -hmm. you teach other people how to do their job and it's like it's like you know when you go in an internship and then you become apprentice and now you're actually the worker mm -hmm. and now you're teaching the, the intern how to do the thing you know and right. that is like powerful and then you build self-confidence and i'm like that's why it's like very important to practice stuff and teach stuff in a way because then you know like oh i'm good at this or not good at that well it's true you know and i you know i i've, I've known this for a long time um is is that yeah you you really learn too through teaching right yeah. like teaching actually does help you like this podcast for example like helps us solidify our own knowledge because we're saying it and we have to describe it yeah um especially if someone's like kind of picking it apart right like if you have a student that's actually picking apart what you have to say and you actually have to describe why something is you don't yeah. you don't just say like oh it's something they're like well why is that and you're like okay actually i haven't thought of that why is it that way yeah that yeah. is very powerful too like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have not done that so, you know like um i think it's like a chris doe thing um it's like oh why is actually that you know and he does that a lot like mm -hmm. let's let, let's say um he is on a call with somebody and the potential buyer client whatever is saying like i need like um a video and then mm -hmm. he's asking why you need a video 
you know mm-hmm. why you believe that and that is a very powerful thing oh a hundred percent a hundred percent you know and i think that's that is the, the one of the biggest um kind of calling cards of someone that's an experienced creative someone that that doesn't want to just assume that this is the solution and and in fact uh has no problem telling the client we're not going to be a good fit yeah that you don't need a video i'm a videographer but you don't need a video yeah for some people it's hot oh yeah especially when you're in this desperation place right where you need clients so so the idea of having a prospect that you essentially tell them no you don't need me bye that's a that's a hard thing to swallow. <laughs> yeah, on both sides, you know, if the client is like, "Oh, I'm hyped. I'm, I want to run Facebook ads," you know, and I'm like, "Why do you need Facebook ads? Do you even get people from Facebook, or you just want to mm-hmm. play out, with, uh, play around with that?" So, what made you do that, or is it just like um, fear of missing out? Because like you see other people running Facebook ads and it's not working for them, but they spend money on it. You don't know mm-hmm. if it's converting or not. There's so many ways how to, you know, like getting like caught up in like a place where you're like, you think you need something, but what you actually mm-hmm. need is something else. What is oh, really yeah. hard to tell, but. Oh, 100%, especially when it comes to marketing, right? Like yeah. if they don't have someone that's in control of their marketing, they don't have a marketing manager, a marketing director, they don't have someone that, that their sole job is to market for them, Yeah. then it's just them. It's just the business owner. And it's just like you and me, like we only go off of what I see, right? So there's been yeah. plenty of times you've told me, dude, there's this banger idea. I saw a video on YouTube. That's how we're going to do. It. and i'm like dude you just saw one video calm down and you're like no this is the way though that, that's <laughs> <The> adhd <laughs> but that's your clients too right they're like man i saw this other person that's in the exact, exact same industry did a facebook ad and i think it worked perfectly i loved it and you don't yeah. even know if it worked perfectly they, you don't know the analytics but he thinks yeah. he's like i love that video so i'm gonna do it too yeah i think though on that note um let's say like having that, that mindset of like i think i should do this and do you really need to do and you have to ask that why you believe that yeah. and it's always good to still experiment because like if you don't experiment you don't evolve and you, you know like mm-hmm. trial and error that's a little bit of like everything in life you know yeah. because if you didn't try to do the podcast then or you didn't try to do um the youtube channel or you didn't try to do the blog post and you didn't try the amazon affiliate you would not know if you now make money from affiliate you would not know what is the actual impact mm-hmm. and maybe sometimes just having the system in place that you just don't, you know, you touch it, it's there now, mm-hmm. and it doesn't perform well. But now you meet, like, two years later, a guy who's like, oh, yeah, I know everything about Amazon Affiliate. I will change your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, you know, this podcast is a great example, right? So when we started this podcast, um, you know, I think we both didn't come at it from a direction of like, I need no more clients or I need more money. So we need to make YouTube videos. Like that yeah. wasn't how we went about it at all. We, the way we thought about it was like, so we have this issue right now of how do we get all of these great conversations that we have? How do we have those work for us? Right. Yeah. Because we're going to have these conversations anyway, we're going to have coffee and talk about all this cool stuff anyway. Yeah. And so, so when you get to that higher level where you think of the why, so why, why this podcast? Well, this podcast is a way for us to get the knowledge out there. It's helped us make a few connections. It's helping us build this community. Um, and it's funny because the more videos I watch, like I just watched one yesterday where the entire thing um, was just a guy essentially saying that if you're a company, if you're a brand and you don't have a YouTube video, then you're being irresponsible. If you're not using YouTube as a company, you're being irresponsible. Any company. I highly agree. Oh, my God. It's it's a, I, I was on a phone call. So it, now I have to plug it a little bit, you know. I was on a phone call. Basically, I cold called, uh, cold texted somebody on Instagram, and I'm just like, nice. yeah. So I'm like, they responded. They had like 200 followers on Instagram. Like they're being active, doing stuff, but they're being very inefficient, you know. Mm-hmm. They're basically like, oh, we post a reel, and it's just like 
them standing there making a video. Mm-hmm. All of them flopped, but the last one got like twenty thousand views. Oh, and that's how, that's yeah, good. and that's how I saw them. You know, like, oh, they're popping up. This is a weird account, and I'm checking them out. And then I'm like, mm. um, are they maybe a potential client? I've checked them out on YouTube. Do they show up? Didn't show up. Uh, but they had a link on their website leading to YouTube, mm. so you could click on a YouTube logo. It's not popping up. And I'm like, the hell, you know. And then I googled mm. the name. That's what I do. You know, I google their name and see if they pop up on YouTube. They didn't their competitor showed up and mm-hmm. i was like oh that hurts you know when you're you're providing a service i type in their name they don't show up but the competitor shows up then i'm typing in like the what they do in the area the competitor shows up and i'm just like oh like the competitor is not doing a good job but he they are doing the thing and mm-hmm. that is sometimes more important than you know actually being good at it well yeah yeah i mean we live in this time where you know they're we're and this is going to sound kind of negative, but it, I'm not meaning it in a negative <laughs> way. But but we're we're like we're like how people were back at the beginning of the 20th century, right? Where we'd go out for a picnic and we'd we'd have a picnic and have all this junk, and then I would just and just put it all over the park, and we'd go get in the car, leave the junk all over the ground, and someone would go pick that up, and we drive off. And yeah. that's how we are on the internet now, right? Which mm. is kind of bad and good, right? So later there's going to be a lot of junk on the internet. There already is, but like in a hundred years, there's just going to be heaps of just junk of content. Yeah. But we're in that place right now of just throw it out there just just like we're just throwing stuff out in the ocean and someone may catch it and then it explodes so that guy or that whoever that is that you had they had a bunch of content that was just crap out there but they just had one they threw out there and it did something yeah and so for us we've had that too we've had a, a few episodes that like depending on the platform has exploded um in popularity um you know and it, hundreds of times more than the other episodes so it's like you have a few of those it kind of defends all of the the losses in between yeah and you kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work because like um it's the little things you know changing like let's say the titles for example i think that was the biggest impact you know when you know mm-hmm. spotify people search like on google and they type in phrases mm-hmm. the phrases is uh, like the phrases search and then you pop up on as a podcast under that phrase mm-hmm. and now people are clicking the phrase no matter what the the content is if we would have called it episode 10 who cares yeah who gives a crap yeah yeah but but you're like you know it's that little change that little experiment changes mm-hmm. everything you know yeah and it is like very powerful and as soon as you understand the pattern and why something is happening then you can implement big changes and mm-hmm. i'm like now this is my big thing like if i'm i see a company and i'm like i type in your name and you're not popping up i'm like this is now my new pitch where i'm like okay i'm building packages now for like video services that i can offer you like the coaching how to film reels and whatever but now the new thing is like oh maybe i should just repackage it and make sure you show up when i type onto google you at least show up with your company under your phrase and your service in the area like saint pete shingles Mm -hmm. for example or whatever you know yeah and it's like a little thing it doesn't require a lot of work but if you don't do the work correctly you will not show up but if you do it just somewhat correctly Mm -hmm. you will show up you know yeah yeah and i think um yeah well 100 because there is that part of things now right and us as creatives i think it's it's hard for us to wrap our heads around that right so like if i'm if i'm an illustrator i also have 
have to think about SEO. If I'm if I'm a photographer, I also have to think about keywords and and what uh, you know. Yeah. So so it's a tough, but it but it is the reality that we do live in, and you know. So f- and I think like you offering that is not a bad idea, right? I think like I do the same thing in web design, right? Where I'm like, I'll build your website, sure, we'll do all of that, but then there's these other things that can add jet fuel to the website. And how I kind of explain websites to people is there, yeah. it's this huge machine that I've built for you, but if we don't put the right gas in, we're not changing out the oil, we're not doing anything. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter yeah. if this engine's awesome. It's not going to do anything. If we have nothing going through it, it's useless. Oh, that, that's actually very powerful because like there, there is a trend of like, oh, I get a website for 20 bucks. I get a website for $200, a website for 500 or maybe a thousand, you know, and or I'm a web designer and I did five websites or I'm this and I'm that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's not, it's really depending on what do you push as the package? What is the benefit? What problem do you solve and what do you push, you know? And pushing like web design, I think like is like kind of the wrong approach now because like this is like a pain point that I think is really strong by you. It's like, oh, I'm I'm a web designer, or are you like building a machine that makes money? You know, do you mm, offer like the interesting way to think about it? Yeah, yeah. You you should like no. I'm giving you the the here's the preset of like do the email campaign. I do this. And I do that. And like the website is like not even on the pitch. You know, I'm just like that is the unit where you sell through, you know? Yeah, well, agencies do that. You see agencies do that, but you you know, I... I've seen it also go wrong though with agencies where I've yeah. had clients go like, yeah, okay, I had one guy doing this, one guy doing that, one guy doing this, but none of them talked to each other in the agency and then they would all kind of gang up on me. So yeah. a lot of people actually leave agencies when that when that type of thing happens too, when they've, um, but but that's how agencies do it, right? They have the guy that's the SEO expert. They have the guy that's the website designer and then, you know, yeah. um, and and, the, and so it's, so that can work, right? But, and, and, and you know, and I would caution people out there, it can get a little um, weird if you start to stretch too far. Right. So if you're if you're assuming you're you have a marketing mind, you may not. You don't have a marketing degree. You've never done a marketing boot camp. You don't understand the verbiage, the lingo, anything. So so if you get too far away from what you do, I've had this happen where I've gotten too far and then people are able to come in and just steal stuff because like I can't I can't defend it all. I can't defend. I don't have enough hours in the day to defend all these different channels. So it's hard. You have to sometimes just you can give that type of advice. You can add that extra thing. The one thing I would suggest that I I would love to see you do and I would like to do more is get that trusted network of people. And when I say trusted, I mean, you like, so in this case, you you have the social media manager and you're able to either A, subcontract to them or at least B, even if you're not subcontracting, you guys have such a good ability to communicate about a client. That's not like, because the problem I know now is, is like, let's say you make a video and you need to do that social media stuff. So, you know, the social media marketing person, but then you're afraid that once you push it to them, that you're going to lose control of that part. They're going to cut you out of that part completely. So it's like, it's like, can you get a relationship though? where there's still communication where you both yeah. are sharing the communication with the client like not necessarily you're talking you're both talking to the client but you're both talking behind the scenes right so you that social media manager is like hey hey Fitz, so this is my plans for these things what do you think about that and then likewise you're like hey i'm gonna release these videos how does that help your social media plan yeah and if you can get if you can get those trusted partners which i'm still working on but those people that you truly trust and you'll communicate with have your own slack channel or whatever in the background where you're both just communicating yeah. that's the cool part because then you're doing an agency but then you're not being that the bad parts of the agency. You're being the good part of the agency. Yeah. The, my problem with agencies in general is like they promise stuff and they hire professionals, 
but those professionals sometimes have no fucking idea what they're talking about. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they hired a person with a degree, but the, the person with the degree did not do the work to actually, you know, like post several times, do certain things, you know, but now they're posting and the video gets like um, a set amount of views, you know, but they don't try the new thing that like the, the inexperienced, not licensed guy is trying, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, you're posting a YouTube video, it's got 20 views, but you're missing out on the reels because you never experimented with reels, kind of like so. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and I think uh, they, that, there's a danger with that, you know. Like you hire just because of the name, and yeah. you assume, but they actually caught up in like 20 years ago. You know, that's like big with like older people in yeah. agencies where it's like they did stuff a certain way forever, and yeah. and it's like, oh, it doesn't work though. Well, yeah, it's and especially with social media. You know, there's so much changes happening all the time. Yeah. So to be a true social media coordinator, to be a, a true social media mastermind, you have to be constantly going to all the conferences. You have to be playing with all the new tech. You need to be in all the beta programs and alpha programs for things, and you need to be having your <laughs> finger on that. And a lot of people don't. And and it's it, and and honestly, half of it's because there's a lot of people faking social media mas- mastery. They're just yeah. like they're they're graphic designer who also does social media their videographer who also does social media so there's not you know it's it's getting that person that just is in love with social media yeah i think like on that note like it's really good to measure measure your impact you know like um let's say you've done something and now you you multiply that for example let's say mm-hmm. okay this is what i can offer and this is what i can promise and then there's like the chance of like this is probably failing but there's like mm-hmm. little things that you can promise that you tested, you know, and you should promise what you can deliver. And you should not just like, okay, I'm a social media agency and I'm promising now X, Y, and Z right. and I'm charging for that and then you cannot deliver. That is, that is becoming scary. But if you did like mm-hmm. an example, for example, where it's like, okay, I'm testing now reels and I post one reel and get this amount and then the next day, oh, it's not performing like that. Mm-hmm. But if I run this now over a little bit of a time, oh yeah, I easily can promise like 15,000 views on the YouTube channel. That's yeah that's easy if you just post two times three times four times reels a month yeah. that that is not a lot you know that's mm-hmm. what i do on the you know on the channel but this is what i can promise but now like oh let's amplify this times like 20 you know right but but still you have to put in the work and there's a chance that it doesn't turn out but as long as you don't promise like crazy numbers like a million views or whatever mm-hmm. you know that is like the thing you got to try to be honest to the thing you know what i mean well yeah and it's it's about the patience and you have to really really i would say to anyone that's in a kickoff meeting because this is also something that i think even i still mess up with um you get excited you know like you're like i'm gonna boost your stuff so much i know all the things you're doing wrong in your social media so i'm getting really excited in that kickoff meeting of all the things i'm doing but you have to you have to push that down and be like also remind yourself and remind the client it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. I, we can make banger posts for the next month and you're still not going to see any money like this. It's, it's an investment. It's a, it's a, it's yeah, a, that's going to take time. Okay. It's not boom today. I've, I, anytime I do SEO for clients, like on their websites, you know, um, I've had a few recently where it's like, I didn't even make the original website and I've had to go back yeah. through and do all that SEO work. And for anyone that knows SEO on a website, you know, it's not immediate. You're right. Like, so, so it's not like YouTube or something where if I mess with the SEO, you immediately see the, it's, it's not the same on a website where, yeah. where you have to wait for the search engines to crawl you. I, I have a developer account where I can kind of ask for search engines to crawl. So that speeds that up. But, yeah. but it was another case where like I had done all these changes and literally that that night the client was like i just looked and i'm still in the exact same place and i had to explain that that that's it takes a little time there's it's, that's it's powerful not immediate yeah so um 
that is 100% where it's at, you know, because like, let's say you manage a social media account for one month and you, you, you see what happens in the first month. There's no sales coming in probably, maybe even good or maybe you get lucky, mm -hmm. get a viral post and something's happening. But I, I think like, with like the the website for example you're completely right there it's like it's not immediately changing but it's like it has an impact over a year mm -hmm. has an impact over three months you know right if you show up under the search and let, let's say you list your business on google for example mm -hmm. tremendous impact you maybe get now calls because like they see like who's around and that's one of the things where i want to mm -hmm. get into but i'm like not 100 sure how to do and you know mm -hmm. but it's like there's little things that you can implement that have an immediately impact on like your general um, visibility on like being on the internet being showing uh, like showing up on youtube on the first page for search results immediately viewable but now you maybe have like 10 people looking you up and it's like oh now you have 50 views on the video that is ranked you know mm -hmm. oh next month it's 100 you know and it's a general showing up on that page right and that is like the long term reward but you have to measure long term yeah and 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 i think it's it's probably obvious just from our conversations but you know get good at analytics that's i've said it a lot in a lot of episodes if you can't show analytics then you're never going to yeah. be able to show success you need to show the analytics and don't ever think that the clients are going to be the ones showing analytics because for them analytics just means sales so if they don't get sales it's a fail yeah or you need to be like no 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 there's a sales funnel here right i can yeah so for example like i could pack a million people that to click this post and go to your website but if that flow isn't good, then you're not going to get any sales and you're going to think it's my fault. So yeah. so the only way you're going to be able to defend yourself is to show the analytics to prove that. Because yeah. yet again, if they don't get any sales, they're going to think the social media sucks where you're going to need to be like, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's this part. Um, you know, and that's where it can get kind of tough too, right? Um, I think we all struggle with that as freelancers where our part of the process is good, but it's not, uh, we don't control the entire sales process. And that can yeah. be frustrating, right? You can lead everyone to the cart, but if the cart's not designed well. Yeah, that is a that is a big part too, because like you said data. And on the one side, I agree, you should be good at data, but also you should like make yourself a portfolio of like, hey, here's good examples. That's what I do, you know? Yeah, that too. I have a screen recording. If you type X, Y, and Z into Google, I show up. You know, and I send that screen recording to a brand company, and I'm like, "Hey, I can make a video about your product." And most of them will not say yes because they. But you don't have the subscribers, and I'm like, "But if I would name the video for your product, I would show up first page, and I would get the traffic of first page." Mm -hmm. And that is like different, you know. And the more videos I make in that direction, I will show up, and I will get the traffic, right? If it's searched, and there's like products that are not searched, you know, and it's like. Nobody types in X, Y, and Z, and then it obviously doesn't get traffic. But it's like it's a weird thing. But you need to record mm -hmm. your your proof. You need to have your proof as a portfolio. Mm -hmm. You need to showcase that yeah. because that is like I think like more important than actually like numbers because numbers are really weird. You know, I don't trust numbers sometimes. You know, like oh, I, I buy ads and I get five thousand views. What is that? You know what does 5,000 views do for me? I'm like, I mm -hmm. don't know. But if I'm like, oh, I show up on the X, Y, and Z, or somebody said like, hey, Fitz did good, now I trust that because that is a referral. Like you need to record your portfolio of referrals, testimonials, and results. Like mm -hmm. just recording them. Like, oh, Sean made a website and I never saw his website. And 
Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's like the thing. Like, you need to have like a screenshot of the website or like a video mm-hmm. recording scrolling around. That's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. And one thing that I've um, I've gotten better with um, um, on websites, but I could probably do better in other places too. And especially if you're someone out there, it's got to do social media. You got to have these kind of marketing results. Is don't forget yet again. This is something at the beginning of the process. It's easy to forget because you just want to get the project started. You're so excited. Let's just yeah. dive into fixing this thing. Take screenshots of what already exists do a before and after that's the big thing it's hard for the clients even to remember how bad it was before once you get a couple months down the road that exactly. i've literally had clients that have deja vu and think that everything i did has always been the case even when i came on and, <laughs> oh, I, and, I, favorite. and I have to remind them like no this was a this was a, a crap show when i came in and they're like i don't know i feel like a lot of this stuff was already there so so you know if so if you get on like let's say you got you get on the facebook someone's facebook business and you get you get you get um access to their facebook business account today screenshot go the in there and screenshot the heck out of it and and even mark down somewhere that this is the day you started so you can you can say up to this point this is where we were because i've had that too where like clients like yeah i mean you're i'm seeing a little bit up but it's not where i want it but then when i take what was there before where it was essentially going down and now it's going up then they're like oh okay you've turned this around of course i'm not getting sales because it was so bad but now it's actually to a point where maybe in a month or two we'll start to get sales from this and and because business people get that they just need to see the proof they don't want to hear it because they because they think it's excuses I've, I've literally i've had this with creatives where i've had creatives try to make excuses to me and i'm yeah. like because x y and z but i don't believe you like yeah. i don't believe you i think you're making excuses and i think i think business owners get that too especially if they're not creative they're like you're just a creative who wants to make more videos you're just you just want to make more yeah, websites somebody is just selling me something and the thing that is like um you we all get numb to numbers you know like let's say the stats are going up you're just mm-hmm. becoming stagnant and i'm like oh yeah, yeah this is my new normal i always got ten thousand views i always got fifteen thousand or five thousand or a hundred views you know yeah. you just get numb to it and it's like nothing changed you know a new guy comes in and maybe it's now 10x but whatever you know it's like i always got fifteen thousand views so i always yeah. got 1500 whatever it is you just get numb to it and you need either the recall oh it is different or you need to see the big picture where you see the projection you know and Mm -hmm. like sometimes you don't see that graph going up you know sometimes you're just like it's actually just going like this but overall 10 years (laughs) you know yeah well i think we're entering a new period well not really a new period i think this period's been going on but it's it's becoming more and more obvious that that soft marketing works a lot more than hard marketing and what i mean by that is you know you make a video that's like man look at this coffee cup best coffee cup in the world see Oh, mm, delicious out of that oh my Bam. god and then buy one right now that doesn't work nobody really cares about that nobody trusts that because we've all seen a million ads we've all seen a million influencers it doesn't matter if i have you know uh kim kardashian like this is a great cup it's it maybe it'll still sell but it's like people just don't believe that marketing now the soft marketing like over time like we have a we, like if we started another youtube podcast where it was just like designers talking about coffee and we just talk about coffee the whole time we literally just talk about coffee and then at the very end we're just like oh yeah oh yeah we're drinking out of these cups no big deal that will sell way more and so that's the period we live in now is like don't sell to me make me fall in love and then and that's the hard part that's that's where it's like it's going to take time and you got to explain it to your clients like we have to do the soft marketing we have to bring them in and invite them in we don't just want to grab them throw them in the trunk slam the trunk hood and that's our new customer that's (laughs) not how it's going to work well there's a difference though it will work 
but they will hate it and it is like pushing people away you know like you get the whenever you start selling you know you you put up that big for sale sign on mm-hmm. you push a lot of people away and you have to pick and choose when you push them away you know like if you start off and you sell hard it is a bad thing but maybe it's crucial to survive you know let's say you'd make a hard push in um you're beginning a podcast you're beginning mm-hmm. a blog post and you immediately like i'm selling out i'm have a sponsored post attention i'm selling out <laughs> do you want to follow that blog post in the beginning maybe not you maybe yeah, do yeah. you know you immediately push people away and that is fine if you need to have like the ten dollars in a sale to be motivated you know there, there's a balance of like okay how hard do you push how hard you're like you know mm-hmm. soft marketing you know obviously soft marketing is the 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 number one thing you should do mm-hmm. but sometimes you need the ten dollars sometimes you, you need that one dollar sale yeah. you know it's like it changes the motivation long term well, 100%. I mean, we, you know, we're, especially in the capitalism world we live in, we are all so in love with money that that, that that's like our votes of confidence. So if we yeah. don't get the money, we don't think anyone has confidence in us. And yeah. and that's where we lose the the desire, right? So so any YouTuber out there that's trying to make money through YouTube, they burn out. Like we've talked about that. They don't even get to, I forgot what it is, but like episode 10 or whatever. Or, yeah, you need 4,000 um watch hours hours not just minutes it's like you need four thousand watch hours and mm-hmm. on average like people click on a video for 10 20 30 seconds mm-hmm. getting those four thousand four thousand hours that is crazy it's nearly <laughs> impossible yeah. if you're just like oh yeah i have one viral video no it will not have a big impact on that yeah yeah exactly and i mean you know look at mr beast it, it was years before anyone cared about mr beast yeah. you're right and so you know and if you look at his old videos you can see why i mean they were kind of boring right like you know yeah. so uh, it, it takes a long time and you got to be in love with the game i think that's part of it too right is that you know so yet again if you're kind of someone out there that's handling all these social media accounts for clients and you don't really love the game yeah you actually kind of hate social media you may want to reconsider this because it's going to come through it's going to come through that you don't want to go to all these different conferences you don't want to try the new stuff you're not you're not reaching out to facebook support to ask when the new tool is available and so because you don't love the game yeah so if you don't love the game you're in the wrong game and i think we all get caught up in that game because it's it's needed people need it and we see that as creatives that like i can create something but you need we need a good vehicle for that thing yeah but i think we all just get caught too much out of our lane on that where it's like you know so i guess this is a big ad for social media coordinators you know so if you're out I there mean, on one side <laughs> yes and no because like i i for example i i love the game you know mm-hmm. and i'm doing the game for myself you know getting to the the, the sponsored videos making a bike reviews and you know trying to be first on youtube on certain Mm -hmm. results and then come up with content ideas that is the only reason why i push it for other people because i do it for myself and then i see people who Mm want to do it for the money and as soon as you do something for the money or the client Mm -hmm. boy oh boy oh boy oh boy boy it becomes nasty and fake and uh, not genuine it's not not effective you know Mm -hmm. and that's when you have social media um marketers or like oh i want to make a living by just posting pictures and videos and they never actually done it for themselves or they've done it with no success and then it's like oh yeah it did not work and the reason why it didn't work is like you don't do it genuinely for yourself Mm -hmm. and you're you're seeing it as a main game you know like if if it's the Mm -hmm. game 
you don't even want the client you just wanted to do it for yourself and then it becomes very powerful like yeah yeah and there's then the big difference and that's when i'm like oh people did it but they've never done it for themselves and you know and they judge it from the wrong aspect if that makes sense yeah yeah well 100 i mean i yeah it's you you have to have the right reason to get into things i think we also just live in this time i mean we bring this up quite a bit on the podcast but it is a it's a problem that i see everywhere is that um we just are scared to 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 extend our network or we don't know how to do that and, yeah. th- and that's a hard question to solve right how you get a social media manager that's helping you out yet again that's communicating with you on that level how do you get a web designer right yeah i think we're trying to figure that out right of like how do i get you clients sean how do i get you in the process where it doesn't mess up my process right how do i get the client to realize that he needs a video and a website just like when i when i do it it's a little bit easier right because a website needs assets and you're an asset maker so anyone that's out there that creates assets that is a producer you're actually very easy to link into a project you're probably the easiest person to link in and honestly for that matter if you're a social media manager that's really good at staying in your lane and making the people that work with you trust you you're also a very needed person if you can be that person that's so trusted you're not going to run away with a client you're not going to do anything um you know that's a big deal so if you're a social media coordinator out there maybe having uh, an nda or a non-compete clause that you you sign for them that that would help i mean if i had someone that was willing to sign a, some sign something that says i'm not going to run away with your client yeah. or you can sue me that's a big deal because yeah. like then i can trust you then i'm like okay well let's get you in the loop i'll get you access to everything i will tell you the bigger plan um you know i think those those types of things are needed one thing i've noticed in the web design world for example is the sexy things to make a new website but that now we're kind of past that time where everyone is getting new websites now almost everyone has a website now right yeah and some of them are actually well designed but now nobody ever wants to do the second step right uh, no web designer wants to inherit a web website so i'm trying to think Ooh. like there's a big opening there there is you I, know and that is like the thing where I was like talking about. I'm like, I think there's a lot of money to be made and just like, oh, you got a pretty website. Now you pay 200 bucks for a website, but now it does not have like, you know, all the stuff that you need, like mm-hmm. the SEO. It does not have like um, the ADA compliance and it does not mm-hmm. have X, Y, and Z. And as a web designer, I would be like, oh, now I can implement all those things, you know, and upsell you on the risk for like, oh, you did it the cheap way, you did it the wrong way, but here's me, I, I could roll in and fix it, you know? Yeah. Or maybe make you money with that website and that is like mm-hmm. everybody likes to have a website everybody wants to have like oh i have a website i'll show off my cars mm-hmm. but how do you make money now with that website and that is like where the mm-hmm. experts come in like what value do you really have besides like for example just making it pretty but having an email campaign or having mm-hmm. you know like all those extra things where you come in with the expertise and you sell like on top of it you know right right and 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 furthermore you know can you can you inherit a website that is already good i think yeah. that's yet again it's so easy for us to get in a project that's that's it's dying it's not doing well it needs help desperately it's easy for us to sell ourselves because the bar is low yeah but can you get in on a project that's already doing well because i've run into that too where the client's like we have an amazing website but nobody wants to touch it now yeah and so now it is going to eventually just fall apart and die because nobody wants to take take control of this awesome website and and for websites there's lots of different platforms right so that's a problem too that i'm trying to solve so i'm starting to create guides for myself you know and of course there's certain things that i'm just gonna have to refuse to use right i can't use i can't get good at every platform under the yeah. sun so there is going to be web pl- platforms especially bad ones like you know like wix and that <laughs> i that you know i just refuse to use like i'm just like it's just not worth it i'm i'll lose money i, I can't charge you enough i would charge you more to use wix than i would to build a whole new custom website so it's like so there's that 
that stuff too but i'm trying to get better at that of like right so so if you're squarespace your mom and pop you don't have any money and you made the squarespace and you need to be a little bit better well uh, there's a there's now a road for you now in my yeah. thing you know if you need the the custom e-commerce everything all the bells and whistles there's there's a road for you yeah and you know so being able to take in all these projects and do that you know one thing that's kind of getting better and better thank god in the web design world i won't go too far down this road is that um it's getting easier and easier to switch between platforms which is good right yeah. like so i can pull all your data out of a squarespace and put it in a wordpress without like redoing a lot and stuff so, yeah. so platforms are, are interesting topic in general because mm -hmm. like we all know like apple mac windows whatever you know and then mm -hmm. iphones android and mm -hmm. now you're in this platform now you're in this ecosystem and not all of them work well together but we all have to figure out how do you implement now my Shopify account to mm -hmm. my Instagram account. Oh, Instagram is only working with certain like um, e-commerce websites, you know, or is it Printify? Is it whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And you need an expert who once did it so you can actually do it. Obviously, you can do it yourself, but mm -hmm. that takes time. That takes like a lot of effort. Yeah. And just getting started takes so much more mental capacity mm -hmm. and energy than somebody like oh yeah i did that 20 times let's let's just make a quick upload right, you know right right so so a term in the web design world is SaaS. um so that's um software as a service yeah and so um so that's very common now and it's it's actually kind of a problem in the web design world in the way that like you know as a web designer i feel like i have all these memberships now and it can get kind of debilitating to be honest <laughs> where like you know like I, i pay for this website builder and then i pay this other company to have extra tools for that website builder and then i pay this company in order to do web to do like website loading time optimization automatically yeah. before you know it you have all of these like segmented things that you're it's like they, 20 hulu accounts <laughs> yeah and, and and it really sucks is when you have a client that you you, you start you start hating using that tool but then that client still wants to use that tool and so you're keeping that one thing that one bill going through just for that one client chopping yeah chop yeah, so, <laughs> yeah so it gets really it gets really tough in that regard but we live in that time period though that like like for anything you need there's a solution but everything's segmented so it's like it's like almost our role as a creative is to bring in all these disparate things together for a client because there's no way i sometimes i think like there's no way my client could know all of these different things that are out yeah, there even we cannot know like there's yeah. like how many ai tools coming out how many jet gpt free versions how many google bard and whatever mm -hmm. and every week it's like 200 new uploads you need somebody who's just consolidating your problems and solves them yeah. and it's like some people will do a better job or worse job but they will be still be better as a beginner than you doing it yourself you know like if mm -hmm. the mom and pop shop is like i'm gonna make myself a website well you know even yeah. a beginner who maybe made five websites is better than you if <laughs> what is sad but mm -hmm. obviously you should go with the best thing you can afford and Yeah. There's benefits, but you need to, you know, trust other people, and it's very scary. Yeah, yeah. Well, and understand that, yeah, it's scary for your clients to trust you, too. I think um, I forget that a lot, too, when I start a new project, that it's like, yeah, they're just trying to trust you. It's it's hard. It's, yeah. you're, you're in a whole new world that they that you don't know, and so, that you, you know, or they don't know. So, they don't, they don't want to, like, make the wrong decision. And uh, so for us, it's like, yeah, we, we kind of have to have our, our process pretty, pretty nailed down, right? Because yeah. if, in that kickoff meeting, if we're talking about all these different platforms and they start to think like, I don't think he actually has like a, a way of doing things. It seems like he's reinventing the wheel every single new project. Yeah. That can be kind of scary. So 
So it's like, so it's, it's both, right? We have to be our own R and D departments and that can be hard, yeah. right? Where we, where you have to on the side. So as a web designer, you know, I usually that's my website, but I haven't touched my own website in like three years now because I've been so dang busy. Yeah. So, so my R and D has kind of fallen through the cracks a little bit. Um, you know, thankfully we've had this podcast and that's helped me with the AI part of it. But you know, yeah. arguably if we didn't have this podcast, I maybe wouldn't have played with AI as much either in the very beginning as I did. Yeah. So the R and D pod is like, it is powerful also like very scary because like there's so much to learn so much to do so much to experiment and like that's where i i think i do like a good job i experiment with a lot of things and when i see something is working i'm like oh i can offer that to other people what can be scary because like fitz did you ever do that <laughs> yeah. you know like you know it's like yeah you assume the master i'm the master now yeah i, I like I, it so i'm a master yeah no but it's not about being the master it's like oh no i can like you know posting reels the easiest thing ever as long mm-hmm. as you post reels you get the views kind of you know but it's like it's not like the guaranteed but oh now you can post social media content and it shows up under that certain phrase you immediately can test it it immediately works but how you package the thing is also really powerful because like mm-hmm. um you say you do websites but you also do the whole machine and you can mm-hmm. highlight certain parts differently you know you still mm-hmm. do the same thing but you just focus on different things and phrase it differently and i think that is very powerful right and, and that is like a skill by itself where it's like you need to phrase yourself or, or highlight certain things better versus like oh no i'm a web and brand designer versus like oh no i make you money with your website you know you can phrase it it's the same thing mm-hmm but you phrase it differently. Well, yeah. And, and what I would suggest to people, something I've been doing recently um, is, is is listen to what your clients are telling you, the happy clients. They'll tell you how to describe yourself. And I've, I've had some clients that have, that have had some good points recently. I had one client where um, they kind of had this web design team that's kind of been part of the project that's been breathing down my neck the whole time of like, just give it to us, just give it to us, just give yeah. it to us. And and she she pretty, she pretty she said it really well the other day where she's like, well, the reason I'm going with you, Sean, is because you come from a design first place that you come from a place that you want this to be beautiful and that's where you start and that's yeah. why i'm using you not a developer because developers don't care if it's beautiful they want and, sales and i want i want this to be beautiful and i want it to be and i want it to improve the brand visually that's why i'm going with you and i'm like well that's what i need to say that's yeah. that's what's me- that's my differentiator then is that i went to art school and i'm making your website i told you that on the other website you gotta lean into that like it's not made by ai it is made by sean you know it's not the 20 dollars mm-hmm. or oh, was another uh, podcast it was on the is a, is a real you gotta lean into that thing you know you gotta lean into the sean what makes sean sean you know well yeah well one of the things that i described to you in the million texts that i sent after you triggered me after that <laughs> um you know was a good point of like i'm the apple iphone if you can't afford the apple iphone then go get a motorola i, I have no problem with that you know yeah. if you want to go get a cheap five dollar website then go for it i'm the iphone i don't yeah. care i you know plenty of iphones get sold for being super duper expensive people find thousands of dollars to get exactly. this thing somehow even if they're poor they still have an iPhone. Yeah. And there's a benefit, but they the people see the benefit of the iPhone, you know, and it's like the iPhone's job to communicate like, hey, I'm expensive. I have all those benefits. I have just works. It's just like beneficial, and you know. And first, and it's unapologetic. There's You never see an iPhone go for $50, $100. They don't ever have like, now you can get an iPhone. Like maybe at the beginning they were giving yeah. them away for free, maybe, but 
there there's no discounts for iPhones. They don't care. Yeah. The new iPhone comes out and it's expensive as hell. And they're like, yep, that's it. That's what you got to pay to be cool. <laughs> People want to be cool. So they pay it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's how I think of as a creative, right? You are like, especially if you're a small shop, which most of people that are watching this podcast, I'm going to imagine are, are, are probably young people that like you are a boutique shop. I've said it on the past podcast is think of your time as a table. There's six or six, maybe five seats at that table. How much do each of those seats cost? You know, yeah. you know, and, and, it, and when you really think about your time, right. And how much you want to get paid, each of those seats are pretty pricey, but don't apologize about that. Like you have value. It's hard to find good, good people out there to do stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so, so that's what I would say is that like, you know, we're, we're boutique shops, but think of that. Think of the word boutique, right? You don't go into a boutique and be like hand wringing. You know what you're walking into. It looks like an expensive store, right? Yeah. And yeah. And if your boyfriend, you're with your girlfriend, you're going to start getting nervous real quick because she's loving it all. And you're just like, I know this is going to, they're going to want a premium price. And, and this is the only place you can get the alpaca fur scarf thing, whatever. And so, you know, I have that same type of mentality be unapologetic and 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 be nice and be like you know if they're like you know what you're just out of our budget and we we really should just go with three options be like so that's okay that's okay you're so, not ready yeah i get that i just had like an idea or a concept in mind what is very powerful you know when you go into a store and they have those checkout things you go a certain way in and mm-hmm. you go a certain way out and you have to go through the uh cash register area mm-hmm. and that feels makes you sometimes feel like i need to i, I just want to look at stuff but now I need to buy because I want to see the stuff and now I'm in the thing and I'm expected to buy. Sometimes you just buy something to be mm-hmm. seeing all the options that you have. You maybe didn't go in there to buy something, but they forced you in a way to buy something. And I was like thinking mm-hmm. now, if you're like a web designer, online shop or whatever, and you want to sell something, maybe you have to like, you know, make it a card where you add on, but it's on a different page. And only if you go through mm-hmm. all the pages, you see all the add-ons that you can have. Oh, you want to have one video? Or you want to actually have a drone shot on there on the second page, you know, and you add on, add on. And so that you see what you could all add on. And now you feel guilty for like not checking out, you know? So you have to have that experience where you're like, oh, I added all that stuff on or I saw all that stuff. Now I'm like, do you have, I think I should buy something at least. That's an interesting concept. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it doesn't translate one-to-one on like a shopping cart or whatever, but it's like, yeah, yeah. I would love to have like an experience where it's like, oh, I kind of feel guilty for buying something, you know, uh, not buying something. Well, let's look at lawyers for a second, right? How do lawyers handle this? Well, they they charge for the first consultation most times. Sometimes they'll do a free one, maybe, but it's 30 minutes. They make sure to say that. I'll give you a free 30 minutes, but you better have your shit together in that 30 minutes because I'm only giving you 30 minutes for free. And if you come in and you're like, I don't know, I don't want to do a lawsuit, then I'm not going to hire you. Because that's the thing. I've had that before with lawyers where they like, not necessarily with me, with other people I was helping, where they they didn't, they said, nope, I don't want to help you. Yeah. And that's very powerful because like yet again they have all the cards then in that in that case and and so 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 maybe for you it's like it's it's like okay yeah the initial consultation I will give you a discounted hourly rate so you have to pay me 50 bucks only 50 bucks for my first hour and in that first hour yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick apart your problem I'm going to give you some solutions already out of the gate mm-hmm. for free which we do anyway we do it in that first meeting we're giving them freely yeah you know and 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 cuz that's the thing I I struggle with is I give a lot away for free sometimes and and I get it back 
back a lot of the time, but sometimes you don't. Sometimes you give a lot yeah. away in that first meeting and you never hear from them again. Like, cool, thanks for all the secrets to the industry. Bye. That, that's how I kind of feel. And that is like kind of annoying. You know, when I teach, like, um, sometimes I have people on my other podcast and I tell them about, like, because they do things that I admire and like and they don't know what I know. And I teach them and, like, okay, now mm-hmm. I teach them and it's like gone. You know, I'm like, but how do you monetize this, you know? And I had like sales calls where I'm like, okay, hey, if you call me and I'll have you on the phone, I at least talk to you and you maybe build a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. connect on a different level instead of just texting. And I give you some tips, you know? And then mm-hmm. it maybe doesn't translate to anything new, but like, yeah, I feel like I'm giving stuff away and don't receive, you know? Yeah, and that may be just because, you know, you're, you're giving a lot, but then you're not, yeah, you're not creating that route, that cash register that yeah. you, you were talking about. You didn't create that route back to, to paying you. You, you. you give them all these things, but you don't do a good job of tying that back to how you can help. So like, for example, my accountants are a good example too. When I had my first meeting with my accountant, it's not like I had promised anything with them. And, and you, and he could have been in that meeting and not told me anything. Well, we'll do stuff for your taxes, but I don't want to tell you yet until you're my client. No, yeah. he's like, no, you should do this. You should do this. But what got what hooks me in as a client is that I start to hear things in between the words that I'm like, I don't actually understand the things he says. Like, I may be kind to do, but in my head, I'm already, my head's telling me like, Sean, he seems to know a lot the way he's talking about. And, you know, he's giving you stuff now, but he's not giving you everything. And so, so the more you can have your clients start to say the same things where they're, you're like, oh, okay. So he's not really like, like, like Fitzy's telling me, yeah, you got to do reels and clips and stuff. But did he really tell you anything else? Did he really give you any of the tips and stuff? So, so I think in your case, it's like, give them that road. Like, you know, you need to do more reels and clips. That's where it's at. But then. You I don't know, long form but sprinkle but sprinkle stuff in there, right? You got to sprinkle more of the bigger picture in oh, there. I so like that. That, that is like you know that's kind of what I kind of wanted to hear because like I had that one client on the phone. I'm like, oh yeah, you should do reels. You should mm-hmm. do like capture B roll so you can later on run your Facebook ads and you yeah. have actually things to show. If you don't film anything, it's not safe. You don't have B roll of you installing. Mm-hmm. Kind of wasted, you know. You can get two mm-hmm. birds with one stone. You film some reels and you know have good marketing material. But also, like, you don't mm-hmm. show up when I search your business. So I implemented that seed mm-hmm. of, like, yeah, your competitor showed up. You didn't show up. It's kind of sad. And, yeah, that that is maybe, like, um, a thing mm-hmm. that is powerful. Well, I like that, too. I do like the, you know, and, and obviously this is something that, like, most things, you got to get to be a fast thing, obviously, because it's, it's one thing I've started to do in meetings, too. I haven't really talked about this on the podcast. We can almost have a whole podcast on this, but of like before and after meetings. That's something I've really started to implement but but this year is that you that I always schedule 30 minutes before a big meeting, not every yeah. meeting on the planet, but at big meetings like a new kickoff meeting, there's always 30 minutes before 30 minutes after the 30 minutes after I've kind of talked about of how important it is for you to summarize everything while it's still fresh in your mind and send out emails to clients that moment. Don't wait like a whole day. Don't wait. But, but the beginning before that meeting, that's when, yeah, you, you, you search their stuff on Google, take a screenshot, you know, you can go into Google search console and see how yeah. much people are. You can even use um, SEM rush and you can even go in there for free and it'll actually analyze their website. If you put in their URL, you can get all these things and kind of analyze. And as long as you have a very, 
very quick flow. This could all take place in five or 10 minutes. Put it yeah. together quickly into a template that you have, an InDesign or something. Now you have a PDF. Now in the meeting, you're already blowing their mind because, and you don't have to share this PDF with them. Like, don't be too giving, but you know, you could have it on the screen. Let them take a screenshot of it. It's just a low res screenshot. But yet again, you gave them that taste of like, oh my God, he's there already, he's already dug into it. Cause yeah, cause that's the perfect thing is in the meeting. The meeting starts there like, all right, Fitz. So, uh, so we as a company, we found that we need to do uh, more videos, long form content, things like that. And then you can be like, well, actually I looked at one of your competitors, your top competitor now in the city, he's actually going full reels. Let's look at his numbers real quick. And you've already pulled that info and you're putting yeah. that PDF on the screen. That's usually what I do when I like, you know, when I'm like contacting, I, I basically make a full background check on the social media and basically see what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. Do I can add something or can I not add something? Mm-hmm. And that's like the thing, like when your competitor shows up and you don't even have a video on YouTube and you're not even showing up on like Google business or whatever obviously I'm not utilizing that aspect Mm -hmm. but it's like it's one thing to not show up under like oh yeah in this city as a web designer or videographer it's one thing where you need an address for your business Mm -hmm. but the other thing is like a video you at least should have a video where it's showing up like under your brand name that you are like building trust if they like doing your research because like some Mm -hmm. people do that quick research is he a scam is he actually a real thing who's that person do i like that person you know when Mm -hmm. i talk to a barber i want to know what the experience is like if i walk into that store and Mm -hmm. it's like it builds more trust if you saw the store and you you already have like a visual it's like when you go into google and you see like a mm-hmm. restaurant oh this is the vibe i like that vibe you know and you walk in right right yeah yeah and you know obviously there's multiple things so it's like as long as you have that list right so so you're because you're talking about like reputation manu- management right so so yeah maybe you should even go into yelp maybe you should be looking at the google reviews for a client <laughs> and stuff because then you yeah. can start to be like well i see you're getting a lot of bad reviews we really need to like combat that so how do we combat that maybe we make a reel that that pushes people to review your company yeah. you know so it's like if you can start to come up with these types of things then you're going in with a plan and 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 yet again you know you you can be like you can really market that first meeting as like fifty dollars in this meeting you're going to get a complimentary pdf that's going to show you kind of where you are standing i'm going to share with you at this i'm going to give yeah. you actionable steps and then i'll give you the choice you either run with me or you can take it all and go totally yeah. fine i won't be offended and then you got a 50 buck kind of person so they paid for your time at least and then yeah. who knows it's a new it's a new network it's a new thing and then who knows at the end of the meeting you say they're like you know what Fitz I don't think I'm going to go with this but this was such an awesome meeting yeah. like okay well if it's an awesome meeting please um, do you mind like QR coding the, the screen real quick I'm going to put this up can you review this meeting and just and say how nice it is and you'd be surprised a lot of people they'll be like okay well you just gave me all this stuff and now yeah. you're, you're allowing me to leave the, the least I could do is give you a review and then it's a positive it's like you're still yeah. you're getting everything out of, of every meeting that was very powerful I like having that conversation <laughs> you know where you sometimes have a podcast you're just like I would kind of roll with the punches, you know, and it's like it's evolving into a thing where it's like, oh, that was actually very beneficial. So one of my clients, he will get a, like a juicy email. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, so for all of you guys out there, you know, do the same thing. I would say, you know, figure out what that is in the process because, um, you know, you probably are giving away stuff for free right now. Yeah. Um, and not saying to stop that. But yeah, how can you make that work for you better? You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so been it's a great a, podcast. Yeah, it's a little change, you know, so talking about the little changes and how it comes full circle you know Mm -hmm. implementing that like hey 
quick record of the client telling you, hey, you did a good job. I like that, even though it was free. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So small things. And the only thing I would add on to that is just just know what the process is now. And maybe that's the small thing is capturing the process. If you don't even know what your own process is, maybe that's the first small thing. Yeah. Start writing down the process. That is, that, that is a thing where I need to improve a little bit, you know, like where it's like, okay, I had the client on the phone. I have multiple things that I can offer where I'm conf uh, confident about it, you know? Mm -hmm. But I was like, where do you go with that? You know, having that funnel, the sales mm -hmm. funnel, having the product actually laid out, knowing what to push, what are the opportunities, mm -hmm. what is like more leading into his niche that you actually solve his problem versus like, oh, he wants Facebook ads. Now I'm pushing him like organic content. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Still, it's both video, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, so exactly. It's, it's all just, it's having that blueprint, uh, at least to a degree. You're not, you don't have to have it all figured out, but yeah, yeah if you, if you have reasons for stuff, people love that. People, yeah. people start to fall out of love with you when they feel like you're, you're, you don't have any reasons. You have excuses. When, yeah. when reasons change into excuses, then, then you start to lose clients. Then you start sure. to lose partners. Yeah, so that that is very very powerful. Um, on this note, I think we kind of shall say goodbye to all the the listeners. But, but but yeah, we'll have more in person. We have a couple more in person podcasts here while I'm here in the in the good old Florida state. But yeah, um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Rate and like the podcast. You know